welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 30-minute flow class. When you're ready, come on down to your mat and we'll get started. Like, if you had that, like, visceral reaction to we're going to work chaturanga, that's cool. That's something that you can um, you can work with and just kind of be amused at yourself with, with what you uh, come up with when you hear that maybe your least favorite pose is going to be in action. Um, the thing about chaturanga, when we talk about yoga, we talk about stira sukhasana, that poses should be steady right, and comfortable. Chaturanga is very rarely extremely comfortable. It's really more on the steady part. But what we want to do with an eye toward posture and postural alignment that we've been working on is really check in with what the head and neck are doing in Chaturanga. To do that, it means we got to like stay in the pose to, to investigate that because most of us that the tendency because gravity is to kind of swoop through it's tempting right it's, it's tempting to like avoid the i don't know do you ever avoid hard conversations in your life like it's tempting to avoid them but what does that get us so what we're going to do because i've never found it really useful to stay in chaturanga for a long time is explore it from some different angles so that we can get where the head needs to be to be in good alignment upright. Right? And then we turn on its side for chaturanga and we try to keep that same alignment. And it's harder because you're lifting the weight of the head out of gravity with the muscles that you used to hold the neck, which is good news. That means it strengthens the muscles that hold the head up. Uh, we, we make them work a little harder in chaturanga. So it's easier when we get back to vertical. We're going to start on your back. Speaking of horizontal, you can get onto your back. Soles of your feet to the floor will work best here for most of us. But if something else works for you, do that. Pause for breath. And notice what you notice. Are there a lot of sensations going on? A lot of thoughts? Some emotion or energetic tone that you notice? And as you notice, just naturally, we step back. What Nikki appears to be noticing is a big black bear investigating her pose. <laughs> I think that's a dog, but it kind of, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you notice is totally legit, it's totally valid. Whether it's your own resistance to practicing or uneasiness about what's ahead. But your ability to notice it is your ability to step back and to choose how you frame it. On your next inhale, take your arms up toward the ceiling and roll your wrists out. Just give your hands some love. Just clockwise, counterclockwise. You can do it with hands wide open. You could close them into light fists. Yeah, light fists, not like Taekwondo fists. And then bird beaks. So the fingers and thumb are together. Yeah, little puppet show above your head. It's good. 
And then on an exhale, bring the arms back down and out to cactus shape. On the floor, just press the upper arm bones down. Hey, Ron, press the back of your head down. Notice this alignment here and the strength that you're building in your back and the, the neck muscles. And if you started bringing strain into the face, you can soften that out. Work the back muscles, back of the head back. And then draw your abdominals in so firm that your feet get light. And if you don't feel your feet get light, no big deal. Keep drawing your abdominals and see if you can make that connection. This is a, a sensation, it's a feeling. Light is relative. Then release all that work. Release the work of the upper body. Release the work of the abdominals. If you learn to work something hard, learn to relax it. Also, just notice what happens to the weight of the hips when you release the work of the abdominals. One of the reasons in, in Chaturanga, it's so important to draw our abdominals in and be firm there is the weight of the hip bones. You can probably feel them here on the floor. The feet heavier than they were, right? the, the weight of the legs. Right? You want to support that with abdominals. So you press your arm bones down again, press the back of your head down again, the, the shape of that. And then abdominals drawing in. Let the work of the abdominals help you lift your feet off the floor, legs at right angles with your body. Bring back the focus and the attention to the back of your head pressing into the floor, the shoulder blades and the arm bones pressing into the floor. And then you'll extend your right leg toward your front wall. Squeeze the right leg tightly. Notice it's a low back gapped up away from the floor. Pull your abdominals in to keep the hips on the mat, the lowest ribs on the mat. And then on an exhale, come back to knees at right angles. Pause there. And then inhale, extend the left leg out. Make sure the right leg stays at a right angle. Your left leg doesn't have to go that far down. If you feel like the low back is gapping away from the floor, bring the leg up. Draw your abdominals in, press your head and your shoulder blades down. And then knee back to right angle. Then let the knees fold in onto your chest. The hands hold the knees, have a little rock side to side across your low back. Then some rotations of the legs, making circles in opposite directions. And letting the legs go, then cross the right foot over the left thigh, so opening here for the hips, rock side to side as much as you like. If you want to take this into a full twist side to side, go for it. And back at center, untangle, unwind, and switch across the legs. Rock side to side. Inhale, unwind, back at center. Give your knees a good squeeze in. 
and then roll to your left side, make your way up to seated. And for that, if you've got a block or two, grab your blocks. I'm gonna sit sideways. You sit whatever way is good for you. I'm gonna sit sideways so you can see this. I'm stacking two blocks together. You could also do one block on its medium side, which looks like this. Take hero seat, feet on either side of the block, and your sitting bones on the block or blocks. So this is uh, elevated hero or high hero pose. If you don't have blocks, you can sit between your heels. If for any reason this is not comfortable for you, it, leave it sit the way that's comfortable for you. But if you can, knees together, legs together, uh, the, the legs, the ankles can hug in to the block. And then what this does for us posturally is this takes that hip rotation out of the question or out of the uh, equation. It'll always be a question. Bring your hands to your hip points, draw your abdominals in. So same action we were doing on the floor as if your sacrum were up against a wall, the abdominals supporting the sacrum against the wall. And hands to your front ribs, draw your abdominals in to elongate the space between hip points and rib cage. You can go to the side of your body and check that too with the thumbs on the ribs and fingers on the hips. Elongate, lengthen. You can bring your hands to your sternum and feel the sternum lift into your fingertips. You're getting taller and taller and taller as you're doing this. This is the action in Chaturanga that we want in the body. The lower abdominals firm, and then the sternum pulling up and away, making as much space as possible on the front of the body. Go ahead now and release all of that work and feel, feel the upper body get short, right? Or rounded or whatever your word for this is, but, but short definitely is. Like, and that's a non-pejorative in any way, just like you, there's less length in the front body. Then wherever you found it helpful to, to touch the body here, elongate again. I spend the sternum as, as a good kind of read here because in Chaturanga, you'll be pulling your sternum forward toward your front wall. So if you can get the idea of the lower abdominals anchoring you and then the sternum lifting up, Bring the arms out in front. So hands in front of the shoulders. Press your palms toward your front wall like a like stop in the name of love. And that wrist flexion for a lot of us is, is a lot. And uh, practice that here as if you were pressing into the floor. And as you're pressing your hands forward, draw your abdominals in. Pair those two actions. And start to get really uh, aware of pairing those two actions of arms when they're the uh, support columns of the body when they press abdominals pull back pull in and then we'll release the work of the hands keep the work of the abdominals but let your hands drop down into those bird beaks the bird beaks side to side round in circles we'll bring arms down at the sides and really measure out where the sides of the body are with your arms so the side seam, or lack thereof of your shirt, but where the side seam would be is where we want the arms in this particular situation. And for most of us, most of the day, 
the arms come forward of the side seams and they do stuff. And that pulls the shoulders forward, sternum drops in, eventually head drops forward into that beautiful tech neck posture. And here we are. So again, let everything go. Let yourself drop into, without exaggerating, just let yourself drop, let it, let it go. Then fingertips to your sternum or wherever it is it helps you to feel the length of your front body. Lengthen up and out. Then bring the arms back to the side seams. Then keep the body lengthened up and open. Let your arms drop forward, shoulders round forward. There's nothing wrong with this. We need it to do most of our life stuff. But we need to be able to reset it too. So reset back to the side seams. And this is one where it doesn't help you to overdo it. You want center. And so go ahead and go too far back. It's a nice stretch back there. Way too far back, as far as you go. And then uh, realign the front body, lift up to the sternum, and then bring the arms back to the side seam. So no overdoing it, just center. And one more time, let the arms fall forward. You might feel the spine round a little bit. You might feel the head duck forward. And then realign. So we're gonna get pulled forward. Rarely do we get pulled back, but even after we, we stretch out, being able to find center is the first step to being able to hold center. What we're gonna do with the, uh, the arms right now, reach down through your fingertips. So you're broadening your collarbones. Lift up through the top of your head, the very back of your head. And then that, uh, that work we did on Sunday with taking the face forward and back, go ahead and bring one uh, fingertip to your chin. Keep your chin level, slide your face forward. And now the important part, pull your face back. So we're, we're doing that kind of chicken beak. I don't know why I think of the chicken, like the funky chicken dance or something. But we're doing it in order to feel the muscles that pull the head back into alignment. The muscles that keep the chin level. Once you get back next time, stay there. And when working with the head and posture, it can be really important that you not look at your screen, that you look straight ahead. So stay right where you are, feel the imprint of the posture. Whatever else is calling your attention, you set in your drishti gaze, you steady here. Then arms, upper arms, staying at the side seams of your shirt. Bend your elbows so you bring your hands like you're holding trays in front of you. Then make the stop sign hands. You're rotating the forearms and the palms face forward. Now, body's in chaturanga, right? just in a different setting. Lift in through your abdominals, pull the sternum up, elongate, press the top of your head, the very top of your head up with a lift up to the back of the head. And as if there were a wall behind your shoulder blades in the back of your head, press your shoulder blades in the back of your head into that wall. Have a breath. Feel this alignment of your posture upright. And then we'll release this hands to your mat and step back to down dog. So we created the seated chaturanga. And if you were doing the work, it was, it was like enough work and there was kind of a balance between front body and back body strength. 
and she could feel probably in your abdominals to help you lift up and then the upper back to keep the head in line that's what we're really going for there and we're going to do that with plank now so if you want to use your knees on the floor you can shift back and forth from child's pose to kneeling plank or we're going to go down dog to high plank and when you get to high plank pause register the back of the head and the shoulder blades as if they were pressing into um, whatever you're holding on your back. I like to hold a surfboard on my back, but you hold whatever. Press the shoulder blades and the head into, and press back to down dog. And you'll rotate through that a few times or, or shift forward and back a few times. Really dialing in the plank, shoulder blades, back of head, lifting into that board. And then pressing back. Breathe all the way out. Breathe in. Press your hands down. That triggers your abdominals to draw in, heart forward, the upper back to work to bring your head in line. One more round. Press your hands down. Feel your head and your shoulder blades pulling up out of gravity. Press back to down dog. Then you walk your feet up to your hands. Feet wide, ragdoll. Wrap your arms around each other. Notice which one's in front. And your arms can drop down, elbow points toward the floor. If you need to put your arms between your chest and your thighs, do that. If you can, wrap them around each other and really let the elbow points drop. The side body, the back body, the uh, elongated by the weight of the arms in this position. Then whichever arm is in front, you're gonna switch it. The other arm in front, that might feel completely different. Like you've never done that in your whole yoga career. Let your elbow points drop heavy. Head drop heavy. And then roll these hands to mat, walk feet together. And you press your feet down, roll up to standing mountain pose. Notice your head in alignment here. Exhale, bow forward, bend at your knees, send your hips back, chest to thighs, let your head go. And breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. When you exhale, step back to down dog. Inhale your way forward to a high plank. Set your head, then knees down. Bend your elbows halfway down. As you're bending your elbows, press your hands down. Pull your abdominals in, heart forward. Then upward facing dog. And down dog. Breathe out. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, out forward. Good. Inhale, look to standing mountain pose. As you get to the top, check your head. Align it well at the top of the spine. Exhale, bow forward. Trace your eyes down, your front wall. It drops last. 
breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And then plant your hands, step back, high plank, or down dog, down dog, breathe all the way out. Shift forward to your high plank. Set your gaze to the floor right underneath your eyes. Rock forward on your toes and bend your knees to the mat. Keep your gaze set at that point. Keep the back of your head lifting up like you're pressing up into that surfboard. And upward facing dog. And down dog. <laughs> Breathe out. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop. Top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward. Drop your hips back, Ukatasana. This is an interesting place to work with the alignment of your neck too. So you'll be looking at the floor out in front of you, not down at your feet and not up at the front wall. And exhale, bow forward. Empty all the way out, let your head drop. Inhale, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance apart. Set your gaze at a spot on the floor right underneath your eyes and step your right foot back. Low lunge, draw your heart forward. Abdominals in heart forward, just like we did in seated. Keep your gaze set at that point out in front of you. As you step the left foot back, knees down, bend your elbows halfway down. Keep looking at that spot out in front of you. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good. Check out your neck here. Level your chin. There is no need to look at your ceiling unless there's something up there that's going to get you. Down dog, breathe out. So uh, if you think of one thing in up dog, keep your nose out of the air. Right foot forward. Reach up, warrior one. Back foot flat. Look straight ahead. We're going to open out to warrior two. Keep your gaze straight ahead. In reverse warrior, you're going to turn your chin and look down towards your back foot. Then cartwheel down, look to the front of your mat, plant your hands, step back, keep looking forward on the floor, high plank, breathe out, down dog. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Back of your head reaches forward, your gaze is at the floor. And then bow forward, breathe all the way out. And drop your hips back, Ukatasana, chair pose. Everything's on the diagonal here, including your neck. Gaze is diagonally down at the floor in front of you. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance apart. Set your gaze on the floor right in front of your face. Step your left foot back. Low lunge, draw your heart forward, steady your gaze there at the floor. Keep the back of your head lifting up like it was lifting that surfboard as you step the right foot back. Rock forward on your toes, knees down. Halfway down only, keep your gaze set, keep your head set. Then upward facing dog, back of your head lifts up. Nose points straight ahead or just slightly tilt, but not the ceiling. Down dog, breathe out unless you need to practice for your next trip to the Sistine Chapel, then totally understood. Left foot forward, warrior one. Breathe in. 
warrior two, look straight ahead, just practicing moving your body, but keeping your gaze steady. And when you reverse, turn your chin, look down to your back foot, a little stretch of the neck. As you exhale, look forward to the front of your mat. Cartwheel your hands down. Keep your gaze steady forward as you step the left foot back. Rock forward, your choice knees down or up. Halfway down only, look forward on the floor. Keep your neck in line, head in line. And upward facing dog, keep the nose out of the air. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Yeah, it's like keep the nose out of the air is like a life skill that we're practicing here. Breath in and breath all the way out. Look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop, hop in space, breathe in, lift halfway and breathe out, bow forward. Inhale, roll up to standing mountain pose. We exhale, hands to heart center, pause, press your palms into one another. That same action as pressing the floor. As you press your palms into one another, draw your abdominals in, lift your sternum up. So the thumbs touch the sternum. You have that tactile sense of rib cage lifting up from body lengthening. Cross your right foot over the left thigh. Sit back into standing pigeon. We're gonna keep this upright, keep the thumbs at the sternum. And then again, spine's working a diagonal. So we gotta figure out where the head goes along the diagonal. And uh, typically the chin's gonna try to jut forward, back of the neck shortens, right? Instead, you can find natural curve of your neck. Keep your gaze set forward. It's probably down the diagonal at the floor somewhere out there, the baseboard somewhere up there. On your inhale, up to tree, stand up, right foot to the left inner leg, arms up or left hand to the hip, right hand to the right inner thigh. Steady at the hips, press your right hip forward, press the right thigh back. Keep your gaze steady straight ahead. Extra inner thigh work there if you want, or inner thigh opening there if you want. Next exhale, hands to your heart, foot to the mat, pause, recenter. And then left foot crosses over. And then as you're sitting your hips back, the diagonal of your spine is changing. And, and play with how far that goes. You're lifting sternum up into your thumbs. And so the front body is long. And you can you can take that out. You can feel the shortening of it if you want. Then Show yourself that you're as elongated to the front body as you're gonna get. Then where does your neck need to be to have its full natural curve? Where does your gaze need to be? Your neck and head to have a good relationship with the rest of the spine. And then press into your standing foot. Lift up into tree. You can go with arms overhead. You can go with right hand to the right hip, left hand to the inner thigh. Press your left hip forward, press the inner thigh back. And 
breath in, lift up to the center of your chest, elongate front body. And then exhale, hands to heart, foot to mouth. Pause here. So you inhale through the lift of your front body, the lengthening there. Bring that into the lift of your arms overhead, mountain pose, long from feet to fingertips. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway in the drishti spot on the floor and keep it. Plant your hands, step back, high push-up, plank pose. Rock forward on your toes. Bend your elbows, keep your gaze steady. Press the back of your head up, the shoulder blades into that surfboard too. Then upward facing dog. And down dog, breathe out. And look forward through your hands. Walk or crawl to seated. Come down onto your back. Have any poses or stretches that you like here. Your reclined twist, hip openers, immediate shavasana, whatever it is that uh, your body's calling for. If you're not sure what your body's calling for, stop, listen, then collaborate. Right? That's where vanilla ice just went totally wrong. Like he tried to like collaborate before he listened, right? 90s kids, like we were just given the wrong order of operations for that. Like stop, listen, collaborate. I guess it doesn't work as well when you're, okay. uh, that was a tape my mom took away from me. My mom's here, I just quoted a tape that was confiscated. It would have been a good life strategy if you'd gotten in the right order. Once you know your body's ready for rest, let yourself drop heavy to the floor and enjoy. The absolute opposite of chaturanga, all sukha, all ease. move again. Have a breath into your nose. You let it out through your mouth. And wiggle your fingers and your toes. And slowly roll to your right side.
make your way up to seated. Maybe sit, bring back the qualities that you were practicing with the length of your front body, your arms at the side seams. Head in line as if the shoulder blades and the back of your head were on a wall. And you're sliding the back of your head gently up that wall. If your chin is level, your gaze is straight ahead. It's a good way to go through the day. We'll draw our hands together, heart center. Thumbs to forehead center. Thank y'all so much. That was great work. Namaste. Nicely done. Have an awesome day. Y'all look great. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.